hello, hello. Welcome back to the 29th episode of I Know I Know, where me and some guest, um, who wears a McCartney 3 hat, the third youngest guest on my show, um, Sam Wiles, welcome to I Know I Know. Wait, I'm the third youngest guest, so I'm guessing, so who are the, who are the two youngest then? Is Ethan one of them? Yeah, Ethan and myself. Oh, oh! You've been a guest on your own show. Okay, that's fine. I thought, I thought like maybe there was like a sibling or like a friend or something like that. Oh. You need, you need to get some, some someone else your age on though. That that that'll be a fun back and back back and forth. I think. You know, those those people don't know anything about the Beatles. Yeah, no, uh, that's that's what the internet is for, really. It's for disparate Paul McCartney fans, who you know all of their friends and comrades <laughs> peers don't actually like him. To uh, come together, you know, it's great. Was that intended? What the come together pun? Or yes, <laughs> no. But the phrase "come together" just comes up a lot in Beatle lore. It's uh, it's very natural, you know. I, I try I try to act naturally. Oh Jesus. Um. So, Sam Wiles, what mm-hmm. is your favorite Paul McCartney record? Oh, it's always Ram. It's always been Ram. And that's not just because you and me have both spoken to Denny Sirewell recently. Uh, But um, I've loved Ram since uni, which was like, fuck, that's like 10 years ago now. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. Listening to it in my in my dorm constantly. It was like it was it was one of the first records that I ever discovered on my own that none of my peers had ever listened to. And it's the only McCartney record besides McCartney 2 that I've actually been able to get other people into just just as like, this is a good rock record, regardless of what you think about, you know, Paul McCartney. This is a fantastic record. Uh, there's not a bum note on it. I mean, I'd love all of the bonus tracks to have been included on it, but I couldn't imagine taking a single one of them off. Um, and it's one of those rare albums that... I love listening to it as a whole, and I love all of the individual songs with no context as well. Like, oh, it's it's always Ram. It's always been Ram. It's my first love, you know. You might get a new, you know, you might get a new partner, but they'll always be the one in the back of your mind, and that'll be Ram. Um, what are your other favorites among his solo catalog? Yeah, I mentioned McCartney too. Just then, it's the weird one. It's the one that no one ever talks about. I um, love that album. Yes. Uh, every, well, everyone was talking about it seemingly during the pr- promotion for McCartney 3, where they were like, oh, you know, it's it's lo-fi and all that. And it's like, come on, no one was talking about this album 20 years ago until McCartney gave you production notes for this interview. Um, that's another one where all the bonus tracks as well are just as good as the album material. Um, oh, my gosh. Even though the, the, there are a couple of bum notes on McCartney 3, like bogey music, I love them. I love them so much. I love that song. Yeah, it's stupid, but it's great, you know. Uh, just it's, it's, it's like a Transformers movie in a McCartney song. Just switch your brain off and enjoy it. You know? um, I love Wildlife. Oh, I love that album, too. Easily my top ten Paul albums. 100 i've got a lot of strong memories associated with that album i remember i was doing door-to-door charity fundraising and i forgot my id so i wasn't allowed to do it and i had to walk home and it was a beautiful summer day and i just put wildlife on for the first time listened to it the whole way for this wonderfully sunny walk and it was just embedded in my mind forever there some classic songs 
what like the title track dear friend some people never know i am your singer there's not again not a bum note on it and that cover of love is strange is ridiculously good as well it is Uh, what else do i like pipes of peace i was thinking about this like what would i put in my top five and i think i would put pipes of peace in there a to kind of troll people and annoy them a little bit for not putting tug of war in there but also because i do believe it's a very underrated album you know what i mean it's it's got so many wonderful melodies and ideas and it's it's a lot more daring and experimental especially on side two than i think anyone gives it credit for uh, i love tug of peace you know you don't like tug of war much i do i just don't think it's as good as everyone else says i mean so it's I know... overrated <sighs> Only because everyone's chosen to overrate it. A, you know, like Wings is officially over. John Lennon's died. You've got that angle. And it's the idea that, oh, he's, he's, you know, it's the Phoenix album. He's risen from the ashes. It's the return to form. But that only works if you didn't like the stuff before. And I, I quite like Back to the Egg. I quite like McCartney too. So it's not that return to form for me. It's just another pretty good album. It's not a return to form. I think Pipes of Peace is his worst album of original material, but I'm glad you <laughs> like it. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you know. I call it, it Pipes of Pain. Yeah, I mean, is 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 the sweetest little show the coolest thing to show your friends at school? Probably not. But, no. you know, Through Our Love is one of his best love songs ever. Say Say Fair Say is great. The title track's great. Hey Hey is probably one of his best instrumentals. Oh, I love that one. Uh, and what about the other me? Do you like that song? Oh, it's a lovely little, it's a lovely little melody that is. The other yeah. me, yeah, definitely love that one. You don't put uh, it in the dustbin lid. <laughs> that's well, like I've been told since that apparently that's Cockney rhyming slang. Like I act like a dustbin lid means something else. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember off off the top of my head. It still doesn't excuse the poor lyric. I think I think we came up on on the podcast on the previous one. It should be and I acted like a little kid or something like that. <laughs> should snuck that in there and just gotten away with it. Um, our last album I'll go for would be Venus and Mars. I think I like it more than Band on the Run now. Oh, that's a way better album than Band on the Run. Band on the Run's overrated. No, like there's. There's a reluctance to not put Band on the Run in your top five for fear that you're going to incur the wrath of people. But Band on the Run is overplayed and overrated. And whilst two of my favourite songs, 1985 and No Words, are on that album, it's like three three of the singles are just, I can't listen to them anymore. And um, Let's just say I don't even put it in the top ten. You haven't put it in the top ten. Wow, that's interesting. I've honestly never just been a fan of the big fan of that album as a whole. Yeah, when I was talking to Fernando, actually, he was talking about it, and um, Fernando Padomo, the Ramon guy, and he was talking about how Band on the Run's quite underproduced and quite simply produced and quite basic and plain. And I was like, yeah, you're right, actually, it is. And that is the charm in one way, but it's also kind of holds it back as well because then when you get to jet the one that was recorded at abbey road it's like oh no this is a proper song and the whole album probably just should have sounded like this i guess but you know it's also historically significant so no one can write it off completely um very true 
Do you want me to do some bottom selections as well? Yes. What are your like three bottom picks? Three worst Paul McCartney albums. Um, now I am just going to say all of my picks then as well are within my remit. My podcast is chronological. I have listened to other stuff beyond what I've done on the show, but the but the idea is I really haven't done it in detail. I've only I finished Flowers in the Dirt a couple of months ago. I'm gearing up for Off the Ground now, so all of my choices are pre Off the Ground basically. So my bottom three pre nineteen eighty nine basically. Um, I'm going to go with Red Rose Speedway, which I don't I don't want to do, but I just I like everything more. I like everything more. I don't particularly hate it. There are a couple of low points. I I, I, I don't like One More Kiss, and I don't like When the Night at all. They they both need to go. Uh, I probably would have preferred the the uh, Fable Double album. I'm sure many people agree with that sent, uh, sentiment. But, uh, you better um, lock your doors because Andy Nichols might be coming come to look for you after oh, you said that. I'm not afraid of that guy. I'm not afraid of that guy. It's um, it's good and I love it and I, and I do put it on quite frequently. But if I'm comparing it to everything else on a scale, you know, this is only like 9.1 out of 10 compared to like something else that might be 9.2, you know? Yeah. Um. Then I'm going to go with Wings at the Speed of Sound, and okay. I won't. Yeah, I'm not going to have any any back chat on that one. It's a bad album. It's not. It's it's legit not very good at all. It's got good songs on it, but it's inc- it's incohesive. It's all over the place. Uh, no one wanted all the band members to sing. Why not just give Denny Lane three songs? That would have been fine, you know. Don't don't force Linda to do it if she doesn't really want to. It's not like, you know, Oriental Nightfish or Seaside Woman, one of her projects or anything. It definitely feels like, oh, yeah, we've got to come up with a song for Linda, you know. Oh, it's called Cook of the House. Yeah, very progressive there, Paul. That that's, that song holds up in 2021, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, the funny thing is, though, from, from, from what I've done in looking at uh, hot hits and cold cuts on my show, is that 76 was, was actually a really interesting year for Paul outside of what he did on speed of sound because he did holly days with with denny lane the buddy holly uh, covers album did definitely check that out if you haven't already that's a really good listen i will and, and there's loads of cold cuts one of which i think is on is on the list today but so many of them are like synth based and drum machine based and it's like oh why wasn't any of this on speed of sound it's actually quite interesting um but I guess if you've paid Joe English to be in the band, you're not going to use a drum machine for anything. Yeah. Uh, Joe, I want to interview you. Come out. Come out of the public. Come yeah. Out into the come public out, eye. Come out of your underground <laughs> Christian bunker where wherever it is somewhere, you know. Oh, where it, that that could be a fun little documentary to crowdfund. Finding Joe English. <laughs> All right, so. Um, oh, and um, lastly, I'll go with London Town, just because. Andy Nichols must really hate you. Yeah, side one's rubbish, man. <laughs> it, it, it just it just is. Like, Cafe, at the, uh, Cafe on the Left Bank, crap. Uh, the title song, crap. I'm Carrying is empty and goes nowhere. Uh, I don't really like Cufflink or Backwards Traveller all that much. However, with a little luck, 
is one of my all-time favourite songs, as is Morse Moose and the Grey Goose. But there's side two. Side two is rubbish for me, except for um, With a Little Luck. You don't like famous groupies? Oh, that's fun. I forgot about that song. Yeah. Um, one, of, one, one of my mates on, on, on the show, Andy, he took a photo on Facebook recently inside Epping Forest. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the place from the song. Oh. So, yeah, uh, what's, what's, what's the main order of business today, then? All right. So we are going to be making our own cold cuts. So five songs. What are your first five picks? Well, first, let's let's talk about what a cold cut exactly is, because yeah. I mean, there, there, there were three attempts by Paul to do the album, once in 74, once in 81 and 86. Obviously, nothing's come out since. And you can listen to most of this stuff on archive editions and stuff like that, um, though some of it is not available at all. You Correct. can only listen to it on bootlegs or on YouTube. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but I, I can't believe Paul doesn't want our money in this situation. It's like, we'd buy a Cold Cuts vinyl. I and, would buy it. Yeah, and release it in blue and red and pink and a gold one. And no. you know, he'll, 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 make, he'll make some money, he will. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, we've got about 300 songs to choose from as well. Some, some of which don't even have a bootleg version, let alone like a, an official release. So uh, some, some of these might get quite obscure. Yeah. Um, do, um, do you want to do it chronologically or just are we just picking? Um, I, like, ha- these are not in chronological order. I'm going to tell you that. Um, <laughs> and I have... are we doing it like as like a CD album concept or are these just because I've basically just picked my, my top 25, really? It's a cd compilation the imaginary if i was a genie and could make paul release cold cuts cool um, interesting what are your first (laughs) five picks right well i've broken mine down into 1970s 80s and 1990s onwards so i'll do my first five from the 1970s um i'm going to start with hey diddle that's uh, a song from the Ram Sessions. There's also a version, uh, Hey Diddle and Bit Bop. That's a lovely medley that you can hear on the Wingspan compilation album. Yeah, it absolutely gorgeous song. It One is. Little, little uh, nursery rhyme feel. Um, I mean, I, I guess the reason it wasn't on Ram is because Ram On exists and kind of does what this song does better and it fits the album theme more, but... Um, I would love to see this appear on, like, you know, say if Netflix did a Rupert the Bear project and like and, no. re- and, and restarted that up. Hey Diddle would definitely be a, be, a, be a part of that. It'd be brilliant. We are not having a Netflix documentary on Rupert the Bear. Absolutely not. Oh, no, no. A movie, a, an animated movie, and it's going to be magnificent. It's going to be narrated no. by Paul. I don't like Rupert the Bear, so. Rupert the Bear went down the lane and through the forest and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you never, you never know. We've got the uh, Up in the Clouds movie coming out soon, so if that if that's successful enough, I reckon we will. Uh, second choice, it's actually going to be a medley from One Hand Clapping, the nineteen seventy four behind the scenes like rehearsal tour doc- like documentary footage, and it's Paul at the piano doing 
Let's Love, Sitting at the Piano and All of You. And it is a fantastic little medley. That's a behind the scenes look at what Paul would be like if he was this 1920s cabaret tin pan alley Al Jolson type singer. And it's it's absolutely brilliant. And none of the songs have been revisited since. So it's this wonderful little time capsule of what if. Um, if you talk about Colcutt's about uh, one hand clapping, though, there's also the deleted scene that never made it into the movie called The Backyard Tapes, where McCartney is just behind Abbey Road Studios on a chair, acoustic guitar. And he does so many songs that he never, ever does. And then like a load of Buddy Holly ones and a couple of like Wings acoustic ones as well. The fact that they didn't include it is a travesty, but um, you can actually watch it all on YouTube, actually. It's a really good clip. Go and check that out as well. Uh, number three, I'll go with uh, one from the London Town slash Water Wing Sessions, uh, Water Spout. Probably not only one of my favourite McCartney Cold Cuts, but one of my favourite McCartney songs in general. It's 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 an incredible melody. Um, and out of all of these songs, I'm most surprised that this hasn't been... Uh, like it. Why hasn't this had the When Winter Comes treatment, you know, where Paul just goes back and goes, oh, there's a song I did 30 years ago. I'll do it for McCartney 4. Like, this could easily be brought back for a new recording and it would be just as good. Um, yeah, fantastic song. Number four, we go with one that I spoke about with Denny Sywell just last week, and this is Road All Night, another Ram-era track. Um, I, I'm also going for ones that aren't, like, non-album B-sides and obscure ones. These are all proper un- unreleased cult cuts. Um, yeah, you I, went more obscure than me. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but on some of the versions of cold cuts... There were the hot hits that were also going to be included. Yeah, like, so this is like know, hot hits, cold cuts, kind of. Mine is just cold cuts. I, I, I believe then. You know, there's. I'm not going to have Good Night Tonight and Junior's Farm, <laughs> Girls School, and all the all, all of those ones. But um, for my fifth one, I am going to have uh, one of the slower numbers. I, I want. I wanted to include some something for the parents here. With uh, did we meet somewhere before? And this was a track recorded during the Back to the Egg era. And it was for a movie called Heaven Can Wait and not meant for the album itself. And they actually rejected this theme, the producers did. And it ended up being used in another film, the Ramones film Rock and Roll High School. And it's only a snippet of the song. There's no on-screen credit and they don't include the song in the soundtrack and it and they only paid five hundred pounds to use it, so it's real bottom of the barrel. No one wanted this song, Paul McCartney stuff, and yet I think it's like one of his most sublime compositions out there. It's really good. Like it, it totally could have been on something like Press to Play or something like that. Are you a uh, Press to Play fan? Press to Play is awesome. Press to Play is magnificent. Though I will say, folks, it's it's the wrong way around. Listen to side two first. Then listen to side one. It makes a lot more sense. Okay. So my first, like, hot hits, cold cuts, I had to choose the big hit, Another Day. Mm. I mean, just one of the greatest songs he's ever wrote. Like, I mean, simple melody, simple lyrics, but it works. And I think that's why Paul, like, the vocal performance is like just kind of average i would say for paul but like 
just a perfect song. Next, I picked the B-side, which is my favorite McCartney song of all time. Oh, woman, oh, why? What have I done? Yeah, that's, that's your favorite McCartney song? Wow, that's awesome. That's a great, that's a great shout, man. No, I mean, I, I easily could have put that on in, instead of Road, Road or Night if I was including release tracks. They are, they are that same kind of... Uh, this was left off Ram because Monkberry Moon Delight did it better, you know. Both, no, it both. didn't. Oh, no, wash your mouth out, young man. Monk, Monkberry Moon Delight is uh, is uh, un, un, unapproachable. You can't even question it. There's it's, a... it's a wonderful song, but I'm sorry. But you prefer Oh Woman, Oh Why? What Have I Done? Yes. You can't get by. Your hands are tied. I get it. Yeah. Um... Then I went with, um, this was not released until the 90s, I believe. I went with Mama's Little Girl, recorded in the Red Rose Speedway sessions. Mm. I don't know. It was probably like the, uh, what was it? On the Hope of Deliverance or Biker Like an Icon single? It was the B-side to put it there in 1989, I believe. That's so dumb. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's one of the longest gaps, uh, though one of one of my selections later on is actually the biggest gap between uh, initial kind of demo recording and release on a, an official product. Yeah, but I won't but, say it now. <laughs> but um, I went with Mama's Little Girl, beautiful song. Um, right. And then I went with Best Friend. Which Ooh, is... nice. Yeah, which I love. That that is my number six as well. So <laughs> that's that's very fortuitous of you. Um, and then yeah. I went with um, "Good Night Tonight." Oh, fantastic! Which, Probably top three songs of mine, easily. Yeah, like Paul. Paul, yeah. I mean, it's it's just it's it's synonymous with my early fandom of his when I first discovered that song, and I was like, what the. Th- is this this is absolutely ridiculously good and this bass line is so slick it's so sexy and oh my god paul what is that vocal and linda's so good in it as well like i love a song with linda prominent in the vocal you know yeah it is um i mean if that was on back to the egg i think it would have been of much more success what are you taking off though kid come on uh, to you. Oh, that's a unique choice. I wouldn't. Uh, not many people would say to you. Okay, that's interesting. It's got to be Rockestra for me, and maybe <sighs> something else. Because it's a long. Because I'd want the disco version on seven minutes. Let's do this. Fair enough. But what are your next five picks, Sam Wiles? Yeah, uh, best best friend. I'm gonna agree with you there. Uh, I mean, there there is so much to choose from the Red Rose Speedway sessions. There's so much to choose from. Um, I wasn't a fan of this one at first, but it's one of those, you know, g- give it give it a few spins and you'll eventually come to love it. And it, you know, any song that's clearly about John always kind of excites a Paul a Paul McCartney fan. Uh, number seven, My Carnival. Now, a lot of your listeners are probably going to roll their eyes when I say this is one of my favourite McCartney songs. I love my carnival. It's so stupid. It's brilliant. It's so silly and whimsical and fun and carefree. Though, 
I'm talking about a very specific edit. Uh, as mentioned, there were several times he tried to make the album, and loads of these sessions had new overdubs, new overdubs of instrumental parts, that kind of thing. And the best version of My Carnival is from 1986. And it's just got these really joyful, insane, silly, like non-verbal grunts and howls and whoops and yells and stuff. This version on um, the Spice Like Us. I don't believe it's that one. I've got that disc, and that's the standard version that I, that I think is available on streaming as well. This version. So when it when it comes in for the final version, uh, the version of, of 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 the chorus, McCartney's just going. He does that on this one. It might be like that, it. He does that on that one. Then you've got yeah. the correct version then. My version of that does not have that on it. That's very weird. Maybe I've it's an about... American thing. You know what? That's interesting because I was sent an American copy, but it was the, it's the 12-inch copy, and I haven't actually listened to it. I've just had it as a nice second copy, so I've got to listen to that now. That's, so 12-inch and 7-inch versions might be different. Oh, uh, honestly, when you start getting into the world of m- buying multiple copies of the same release, it's a dark, dark hole, my lad, you know. It is. Uh, I mean, I'm scared to start buying all the copies of OSLA. There's, there's like 25 of them. There's like 25 figure of That eight. song's useless. You don't like that song? I don't. Well, it would be on my list if I was choosing uh, release tracks, but it's... Well, probably my top two songs from Flowers. I love that track. It's so not on the vinyl. It's not on Flowers. <laughs> hey, cassette and CD are still relevant formats, you know. Do 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 do. Um, yeah, uh, my carnival. Like CDs. Yeah, no, they're 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 fun to collect. Um, yeah, what's next? Uh, number eight, Cage. Another back to the egg track. Uh, it was originally going to be the, the final track, but was replaced with um, Baby's Request at the final minute. Uh, this is, I actually, I was talking to Lawrence Juberg years ago, and I, I said, oh, I love your song Cage. And his song's not Cage, his song's Maisie. And I remember really embarrassing myself in that situation. But uh, yeah, the song's amazing. It's it, it's it's one of the best Paul McCartney. Um, I'm just going to get two songs and smush them together and see what comes out the the other end. And it really works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a great track. Lawrence is fantastic. Um, go check out his episode on Lawrence and mine if you have the time or desire. Oh, he's just the nicest guy ever, though, isn't he? He's like, you know, compulsive. He's like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Scrambling all night to get the questions ready. Oh, no, but they're, they're the best writing sessions they are. Your brain's going, right, 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 right. Yeah, and, you know, and then you, you don't even get to ask him half the stuff you want. Um, number nine, Love My Baby, which is uh, an outtake from the one-hand clapping sessions, but it wasn't even released as a bootleg at all. It was it was kind of unknown and only released on McCartney's website in 2014. It's about a minute long. It's just him on a vibraphone doing a little nursery rhyme. I love it. Number 10, Sunshine Sometime. But these, but uh, not the version from Ram. This is a Ram instrumental kind of track. But then there's a version with lyrics from the Rupert the Bear sessions in 1978. 
and there's a version on YouTube with with the lyrics, and then right at the end you hear some narration from Paul. It's like Rupert went down the river with his friends and they skipped stones. Like it's it's really adorable. But uh, yeah, I love sunshine sometime. What do you think Cracking. of We All Stand Together? It's a McClunker for me. Hate it. Always hated it. It's Always a McClunker. It. Yeah. It's just, it's so kitsch and so like, yeah, this is this is designed for grandmas and grandkids to enjoy together. And I don't care for that kind of thing. Oh, I don't like that song very much. So my next five, I went with the B-side daytime, nighttime suffering from. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. The single. That's not even the right single, but um, whatever. Uh, then I went with Junior's Farm, the top five hit. Everybody knows it. One of mm-hmm. his best songs ever. Um, Girls' I, School. It, it, it took me a while to like that one, you know. It took me a while to get around to that one. Yeah, I remember it, it was because my dad gave me two final when I went to university. He gave me Wings Greatest and Band on the Run. It's probably why Band on the Run so overplayed for me. But... Um, <laughs> I remember always skipping Junior's Farm. I was like, these lyrics are stupid. I don't like the guitar tone. And then, like a fine wine, it's aged into one of my favorite rockers he's done. Yeah, you're right. It's aged like a fine line, to say the least. <laughs> yes, <laughs> fine line. Um, but, and then I went with the girls' school. Yeah. Love that rocker. I lie around. Which was it is brilliant and should have been on Red Rose Speedway. I think that Red Rose Speedway is in my top ten Paul albums, anyways. But if you literally took like two songs from those sessions, you would have had his best album. I think. What? So I lie around. I'd like to get the mess on there. Uh, I'd kind of like Soily to be on there as well, and just make it a straight up rock album. Take off. Take off the medley. You, you're going to throw oh, up so much I love the medley. There. You don't yeah, like you, the medley. Look, you, you've got to kill your darlings, you know. You've got to, you've got to free up some room. When, when the night, get that out of there. And one more kiss, get that out of there. You, you, you can now throw on The Mess, Soily, uh, I Lie Around, even Best Friend. And that's a proper rock album now, not, not this pop suite, you know. It's a ram doppelganger it, it i wish it was more like ram if i'm honest oh so what are the next five for you so my next two are the last ones from the 1970s uh another red rose speedway one night out but again the 1986 remix which has vocals on it actual lyrics um no sorry i uh, no, I don't. I don't mean that. It has additional lyrics. Basically, it's it, it's it, it's not just. Oh, no, oh, no. There's a, there's a bit where like, he kind of comes up in the in in the verse, and it was just not included on the uh, on the Spotify uh, version of um, the Red Rose Speedway Archive Edition, which I thought was a bit of a misstep. Really, I would have enjoyed to to hear that. It, it actually is a better version, even though it wasn't what they've recorded back then um again you you could just do an album not even of unreleased mccartney stuff just remixes that aren't available on streaming and stuff like that like the single version of pretty little head for example 
you can include that on a hot hits and cold cuts or just a remix uh, no, release. Uh, number 12, Do You Want to Dance? That's a home recording from 1976. And the, the catalogue of McCartney home recordings is vast. Like, it is. Uh, you know, not not in the studio outtakes, just, just just him with my four tracks through the machine. I'll just plug it in the back, you know. Um, yeah, massive. But um, do you want to dance? A really fun, goofy little shuffle groove, you know. Uh, and I love McCartney synth stuff, and it's got plenty of that in it. But it's mixed with acoustic guitar, so it's kind of got a McCartney 3 vibe almost, which is quite funny, uh, even, even though it's from, like, 1976. Um, then I'm going to move on to the 80s uh, The misunderstood decade Very bountiful period um, Though There was a lot of B-sides released That time, there was a lot of remixes It was quite uh, a, a growth period In terms of McCartney product And what, what it actually released Especially because there were so many additions And formats at, at the time It's ridiculous Like It's quite easy to do your Wings collection You know what I mean? You can probably collect the Wings discography in a couple of years, no problem. But if you're going to do the '80s stuff, get your get your pocket ready, son, because it's going to be expensive and there's going to be. Press to not... play is so hard to find on vinyl. Like half of the stuff is so hard to find on vinyl now. In press, oh, I imagine press to play would be because not only did it sell very poorly in your country. But your country's massive as well, so there's way more people. So it's going to be the ones that did sell are spread further and wider. Whereas it actually sold quite okay in comparison in the UK in terms of like population scale. So I've I've seen press to play in a couple of bootleg shops here now. So yeah, uh, I, I live mean, in an area where record stores are like an hour away. So oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. I've got a good collection, though. That is true for me, but that's only, only because I refuse to learn to drive and, and, and I have to get the bus. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so the next three are from the 80s. I'm going to pick probably the best from this period, which is Return to Pepperland, uh, the title of the eponymous, unreleased Return to Pepperland album. It's a glorious tune. Uh, me and Ken Michaels have discussed a couple of times that George Harrison's When We Were Fab probably caused it to be shit-canned, which is unfortunate. Um, but this should have been a top ten single for, for, for McCartney. People would have loved this. A sequel where you go back to Pepperland. How cool is that? You know, it's not like P.S. Love Me Do, where it's like the corniest, most disgusting, vile thing ever. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, it's it's proper dad rock that isn't it you know um then the next track i'm going to go for is another one from the phil ramone sessions slash the the return to pepperland sessions though it's also disputed that it could be a home recording from the mid to late 80s and it's called big day and around this time mccartney's doing a lot of like weird industrial synthy dark sounds uh, a couple of songs that I'm going to choose are going to be like that. And Big Day is is that, except it's got a really fun mantra, which is hit, just him going, my big day, my big day, over and over again. And it's one of those songs that is just fun to kind of sing aloud to yourself whilst going around the house doing some hoovering or something. It's quite a, you know, in the, uh, in the Wolf of Wall Street when he's pumping up his chest like that. It's kind of like that. 
Uh, and then for my last uh, fifth selection, I'm going to go with one from the Pipes of Peace bonus tracks, which is called It's Not On. And this is a track that I haven't heard until quite recently. Uh, there's some great uh, footage of this song uh, being recorded on YouTube. Definitely go check that out because you can hear just McCartney on the acoustic guitar before loads of overdubs go on top of it. Uh, yeah, classic, classic McCartney mel- uh, melody. And uh, it's it's very weird. Some some of the vocals on that track are going to be very shocking to long-term McCartney fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, Go ahead, bro. So my next five is I went with the tragedy. Beautiful vocal performance. I wish I could have included tragedy. Uh, I'm glad you picked it. Yeah. Isn't it a pity that you didn't? Isn't it a shame? Yeah. Um, how you break each other's hearts, McCartney, because you haven't released cold cuts and it <laughs> yeah. caused me pain. Um, but beautiful uh... vocal performance. Um, love always loved the song since i've gotten the uh red rose double record you that. got that yeah fucking hell oh my god do you not have it i'm not a, i'm not made of money kid i'm not made of money oh my god i got That's... it at a used shop really yeah the one with the white with the white cover yeah oh how much did you get it for we'll talk about that after the show <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um so there's there's, there's just some poor record re- record store owner with 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 your handprint in his face he's just knocked out on the floor i'm taking this <laughs> um but and then i went with country dreamer wonderful country song i think it was i don't know why it was on the band on the run archive and on the red rose archive kind of dumb we all ask ourselves these same questions, mate. We all do. I've got a few questions. Like, um, Paul, when are you getting this album on vinyl? Memory almost full. And when's Off the Ground being reissued? I've got a lot of questions. When's Off the Ground being reissued? Yes. Because I don't want to spend £600 or, you know, getting it in from America. It's ridiculous. There, thing, um... there wasn't even an American copy released. Oh, it was it just CD in the states then? Yeah. Oh my god. That that doesn't even show much faith in the album, does it? You know what I mean? It's such a great album, though. I'm in. I'm I'm enjoying writing writing my notes for it. I'm doing I'm doing an episode with Alan Cozen tomorrow where we're going to talk about Up Close, which is like the the unplugged two, but it's more off the ground focused. Yeah. And, um... All of those songs done live are incredible. Like Blair Blair Cunningham is such a good McCartney drummer. So yeah. good. I know somebody who's been who was there, interestingly enough. Oh really? That Yeah. No, uh, I wish I wish I could have been there, but I'd only just been born. I wasn't even born. Not even a twinkle in your parents' eye at that point, my lad. That's so no. that's so funny. My dad was like ten. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how like when there's another generation of people listening to our Beatles shows in thirty years because we haven't moved on with our lives or anything, um, that we're all going to be saying, "Oh, you know, my, in my day it was McCartney 3. Do you remember when he went on Carpool Karaoke? What was that? What was Carpool? Kar- Let me tell you about Carpool Karaoke. It was James Corden. 
Uh, we've yeah. got times to look forward to in 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 the, in the future. Oh, that's going to be a lot of daytime, nighttime suffering. <laughs> for us or for the listener, depends. Both. But um, moving on, I also, now kind of going into the 80s, I went with Rain Clouds, which is a wonderful B-side. I think it was the B-side to Ebony and Ivory from... It's, uh, one, it's one of the singles, yeah. Tug of War. Um, and then uh, Check My Machine. Beside to McCartney too, I yeah. love that song. One of the best, and it's for for future reference. If you're at a, if you're at a social gathering, you know when social gatherings can happen again. Um, pop check my machine on. People won't recognise it as a Paul McCartney song, and you can infect their minds by making them like a Paul McCartney song without them knowing it. It's very effective. Ha ha! I'll try. I'll try you know, that. Check my machine's a good one for that. Uh, dark room. Most of the McCartney's too. Uh, a lot, a, a lot of the instrumentals as well. Temporaries. That's a. Oh. I love that song. Yeah. Um, that, that, but that selection. And then I went with one of my favorite McCartney B sides. I'll give you a ring. Oh yeah. I could have got. I could have easily picked that one. Yeah. Um, that was also the song he played after that cabaret set that uh, that I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's just the most perfectly dorky McCartney melody ever, isn't it? Boom, 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 boom. It just smiles, doesn't it? Yeah. That's the 45. Mm. Kind of showing up. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> Everything just looks like tug of war, you know? My favorite McCartney album. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Uh, I wish I, I, I wish I liked it more, but I think I've I think I've dug myself. I think myself it's underrated. Un- you think tug of war is underrated? I do. That's that's such a people always a... are like it's so dated. I've never heard anyone call it dated. That's interesting. Just don't call it that around Ken Michaels. Oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. No. Or Flowers in the Dirt, or Press to Play. Yeah. Flowers in the Dirt used to be my least favorite McCartney album. I was dreading reviewing it, but once you get th- once you get through it a couple of times, you're like, oh yeah, this is this is this, very important. This is a very it's a fantastic album. Yeah, I mean, the last song should be Uesle instead, but I mean, Motor, Motor of Love literally just get rid of it, and it's way better. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. I, oh, sorry. Am I boring you? I'm sorry. Oh, no. Just <laughs> yawning. Um, so, what are your next five? My next five. Blue Sway with the Richard Niles Orchestra. This is a McCartney 2 cold cut, technically, but with the Richard Niles overdubs with, with his or- orchestra. He was like a producer, arranged guy, uh, is what makes it my selection. So, that was actually in 19... 19- 86 again I, I believe but for me this is legit an unused Paul McCartney Bond theme it's so good it's 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 classic Paul, Paul McCartney stuff it's so nostalgic and yet kind of forward thinking as well and kind of inventive and the video is fantastic as well uh, it was it was shot for like wildlife conservation and surfing for the benefit of that or something but it's just all these underwater shots 
of waves and stuff and it's it's so it's trippy dude you know great um next up i'm gonna go, go with another phil ramone sessions one which is i love this house and as a tom waits podcaster as well i always remember this song as being a song that sounds like a tom waits song i love this house like it just sounds like something he'd do um but yeah this is quite an industrial track it's quite dark it's it's quite heavy you know it's got a kind of a uh, a kind of iron th- like thwack to it it's just you know if, if, you, if, you, if you feel it it's, it's 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 oppressive and it's just such an interesting mode and tone for mccartney to work in despite being such an uplifting kind of happy lyric it's just like him saying my house is kind of crap but i live here and i'm going to stay here forever and that's a, a character mccartney's never really done and i really enjoy that uh, then I'm going to do another track that is a bit like Big Day. It's disputed whether it is a part of the Richard, uh, sorry, the uh, Phil Ramone sessions or not. Could be a home recording thing. I know there were some earlier home demos of it. I think uh, it's called Peacocks. Another dance track. It's like OASLA, so you probably won't enjoy it. Uh, but it does have a sample of Linda doing a peacock impression, which is really funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. It's it, it's so stupid. A lot. Look, you're gonna see a running theme here. A lot of my favourite kind of tracks: the, the, the goofy, ridiculous, shameless, mad Professor McCartney tracks. Is that uh, one, two, three, four? One, two. Oh, that's only three so far I've chosen. Number four, Atlantic Ocean, another track from Phil, from the Phil Ramone era. Again, there's gonna be a, a running theme of that as well. Uh, Atlantic Ocean is just incredible. It is. This groovy dance track that comes out of nowhere and there's no reason why it wasn't released uh and the subject matter is just weird for a mccartney song as well like he mentions nelson mandela in return to pepperland and then he talks about the slave trade in atlantic ocean i'm like what the hell is going on in his mind during this period um very interesting stuff indeed but uh oh my god the bass in that one it's it, it's one of the great lost Paul McCartney bass songs. He's he's just let loose like a like a tiger at the zoo. It's 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 incredible. Uh, lastly, and I think this is my final song from the eighties as well. Love come tumbling down. Oh my god! I was so shocked at how genuinely emotionally affected I was by this song the first time I heard it. It's so arresting. Um, it's just a a complete and wholesome love song i can't i, I can't it also hasn't had a, an official release it, it's only available on the flaming pie big ass box set did you get that in a discount shop as well don't tell me you've got the flaming pie box I'm, I'll, I'll be even more upset i don't i i bought the uh 2lp so i could get it on vinyl cool cool but i mean i don't buy box sets like that yet right that's my next five done so, I went with um, My Carnival. I put it in the 80s because it was technically a release Yay. on a single. Um, you can kind of see it. Oh, there's a bug right there. Um, it's a really good release, that is. I love is. Spies Like Us and My Carnival. However, the 12-inch with the party remixes is dog poo. Oh my god, it's terrible. Um, Speaking of spies like us my next song is spies Spies like us us. underrated single spies like us 
uh, Chevy Chase on the cover a little weird, but um, I love the song. I can't say anything more about it. I've always loved it. Get that. Um, once upon a long ago, Phil Ramone, I think. Mm, I w- see that probably would have been selected if I hadn't already gone for something like Love Come Tumbling Down. Uh, another really good track here. I think that was for another film as well. Yeah. Um, then I went with a Tough on a Tightrope bonus track from Press to Play. Always love that song. Um, just never really never really struck me don't know what it is it i kind of like the 80s are i know it's an underrated decade but the 80s are probably my least favorite mccartney decade just out of everything Mm -hmm. but um it's a great song um and then i closed it out with i think it was the b-side to my brave face flying to my home Mm. which should have been on flowers in the dirt it really should have been because i think it's better than a lot than motor of love and Mm -hmm. um most of the stuff yeah the elvis costello stuff for me could mostly go from that album and then you could except for my brave face except for my brave face yeah but to me that could just be a song with like a co-write from elvis costello because he doesn't even perform on the final mix so yeah, you could just have, like, I mean, you could have that and then back on my feet as the B-side and then just have that as, like, a separate little thing, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love what-ifs and hypotheticals and rebuilding albums and changing track listings and stuff like that. That's it's so much fun. Oh, yeah, it is, because you get to play God, basically. You get, you know, like pulling all the strings. Yeah, yes. you know what? I'm starting Red Rose Speedway with Single Pigeon. Let's do this. Yeah, I did an episode on that. I don't remember what I removed, but I did. And I I think there's a lot of Paul albums that would have been better with um, things. Oh, yeah. He's not the best judge of, of his own material at all. I am, though. So, just some guy. I'm the best judge. Yes. So, um... I, how many do you have for the 90s? Uh, they are my last five. Okay. Movie. All yeah, I have um, is six. So you list all your five. Cool. Very neat and tidy. Obviously, I should point out, this is all stuff that's ahead of what I should technically, legally allowed to listen to. But obviously, I've, I've dipped in and out here and there. I don't think I've actually listened to Driving Rain or Memory Almost Full, though. Like, I don't know if I've ever put those albums on. So th- th- there are a few actual just complete blank spots in my mind. So I'll Those be... are both great albums, so you need to listen to them. Interesting, interesting. Um, my first choice, I'm going to cheat and just pick every single Kanye West collaboration. Uh, only One, Get Enough. Uh, oh, oh, no, 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 sorry. Only One, Four or Five Seconds, and All Day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love the Kanye West stuff. I'm a huge Kanye fan. I love me some Yeezy. I love Ye. He's crazy in real life, I know. But I mean, 808 and Heartbreak, My Dark Beautiful Twisted Fantasy, Ye. Uh, These are some of my favorite albums of all time, man. And the fact that he did three songs with Paul is just 
it's so serendipitous for me. It's like how Tom Waits did the theme for The Wire. I was like, oh my God, my favourite theme song is on my favourite show with my favourite artist. That's amazing. Um, but uh, Only One is such a touching mother-son song that I think, of course, Paul was perfect to help him write. You know, The only other person that probably could have helped Kanye write that song would have been John Lennon. But, you know, the, the result is, is gorgeous. Um, and four or five seconds, you know, it was the single that got Paul back to number one, technically. So I'm always appreciative of that. But I also really enjoyed it when he did it solo, when I saw him a couple of years ago. You know, he, he really did a nice a little uh, acoustic version of that. Uh, next up, I'm going to do Frank Sinatra's Party, the bonus track from the Egypt Station sessions. But I'm going to also going to throw in Fishy Matters Underwater, which is the original track from 1976. Again, going back to that very fertile year for Paul. And yeah, it's it's such a gap. I think I think I think it is. It's 44 years between him going and then actually putting that into a song. It's incredible. Both versions are incredibly catchy, and I can listen to either one of them. But Frank Sinatra's party is, is literally one of those. Hey, Paul, why is this not on the main album? Like seriously. Like, come on. Like, Egypt Station was a double album. He could have cut off, like, Get Enough. Oh, no, 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 no. Do It Now or People Want Peace. Anything. Beautiful song. Uh, next up, I'm going with Deliverance. Not Hope of Deliverance. Uh, this is a, a remix of Off the Ground done by Paul Sanderson, where he remixed the whole album. It's the whole album in about seven minutes, and it's so cool. And then they released that. And then another song on the B-side, which is another remix of the album. And then Hope of Deliverance itself on the B-side. It's a great little product. You've got to pick it up. I play it almost religiously whenever I get on a vinyl session. Uh, the Just the idea of it, I think, is really McCartney and really cool. Like, yeah, just do the whole album as one song, you know? I like it. it totally works. Uh, then fourth, uh, penultimate one. I'm going to go with Cut Me Some Slack by Servana, which was a group put together by uh, Dave Grohl. So it's Paul McCartney, Dave Grohl, Chris Novoselic, and Pat Smear. So it's Nirvana and Sir Paul McCartney together. It was for the documentary uh, Sound City. Uh, it was a series that Dave Grohl was doing. And in, in, in the way that something like not such a bad boy and no values from give my regards to broad street is a look at what if paul mccartney did a kind of harder rock album in 1984 cut me some slack is kind of like what if paul mccartney did a hard rock album just after new with with dave grohl how cool would that be and it would sound like that basically and i know a lot of people aren't particularly fussed about this one they find it quite blase i i love it it is it is so heavy and it's, it's really well produced in the way that it uses Paul's weak voice in a very ingenious way. You know, it's not him going, Mama! It's just him going, Mama! But it's just upped in the mix really well. Um, a lot of those lessons were kind of carried on into Egypt Station, I suppose. Uh, and then finally, the last song I'm going to choose today is one that I've literally only really come across recently. And technically it was released on Off the Ground. But only at the end as a hidden bonus track. It's not the full song. And I'm going to be talking about the full four minute. Uh, and I'm going to be talking about the full four minute version of Cosmically Conscious. Oh, 
Oh my gosh, a song that goes all the way back to Rishi Kesh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, talk talk about prolific writing periods for an artist, you know? Like, I mean, Rishi Kesh is probably Paul's most uh, inspired period ever, but it's probably one of, one of the most inspired periods of any artist in the history of singer-songwriting. Like, just the amount of classic melodies Paul came up with there. And the, the other Beatles, of course, but, I mean... My gosh! <laughs> I mean, obviously, they all did songs about the the uh, Maharishi, so you couldn't have too many of them on the White Album. But I could imagine it on the White Album. I totally could. Like it, this could totally go in place of something like um, uh, uh, Wild Honey Pie. You could take Wild Honey Pie off and just have a, th- a one minute snippet of Cosmically Conscious, and I think people would be a lot less annoyed at that side of the album. Yeah, true. So and yeah, that's and, that, and that's me done. That's my twenty-five. So I'm gonna go through these quickly because I gotta Skype's gonna cancel out on me. Um, long leather coat, love that song. Great bass line. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back to love, so underrated. Everybody trashes this song. I love the chorus on his voice. Keep coming back to love, just great. Um. I can't imagine. Do people trash that song? I hope not. That's a shame. Uh, some people do. Never um, know. Some people never know, you know. Um, Sweet, Sweet Memories. Mm-hmm. Great song. Always love that. Looking for You. Another really great track. Mm. And Squid, which is an Ubujubu instrumental. Yes, Always adored a... that song. That's the one that I, I I use most often in my housekeeping segments, just because it's a, it's the perfect McCartney instrumental. So, do 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 do. Oh, it just gets your heart fluttering, does doesn't it? Um, it does. I'm, I'm upset I didn't include it myself. So good job, bring me up, bro. So thank you, Sam, for having me. Is that it? Are we, are we done? Oh my gosh, that well that just flew on by, didn't it? Yes. <laughs>